Hey everybody, welcome to episode 247 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am, we got a full house. I am joined today by Colby and Dylan. I'm Cliff. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, so what is... sing the full house theme. <laughs> Do you know the full house theme? Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman. Okay, that's enough of that. If you want to hear more of Colby singing, go listen to the last minute and a half of of last week's episode you have to go all the way through the like an angel that is exactly what i was thinking you have to go all the way through the end music and then then there's colby singing so if you didn't stick around for that like i'm not gonna say every episode has one of those but some of them do you might just want to think about listening to that outro music i'm just saying uh what who's detective crashmore colby god you suck i know but i can't i can't remember who is it uh i think you should leave Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I don't even care if I die. Everything sucked lately. <laughs> and with that, let's talk about video games. Uh, we're going to start out with what we've been playing, and then we will go straight into news. Um, Riot Games, you're going to be shocked to find out sucks. Um, really? Still? Still. There's an ongoing suckage of... Like, I love that Riot Games and Blizzard are just, like, trying to out-suck each other every single week. It's amazing. Do you think think Ubisoft is just like, don't say anything? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. They're like, we're in in Montreal. There's nothing the California Department of Labor can do to harm us. So just, shh, maybe the rest of Canada won't notice. All right, we got that. We got more Doom 2 levels on the way, which, I mean, I assume that everyone's just been waiting for. Uh, Phil Spencer has a Steam Deck and talked a little bit about it. Um, There is so much Grand Theft Auto coming out this year. You're welcome. 2022 is is the the most exciting thing I've ever heard. It's great. I'm very hyped. Uh, I don't even know how to say this, but one of the guys from Spec Ops The Line... And the guitar player from Nine Inch Nails? Isn't um, that just Trent Reznor? I thought he played, like, well, all the instruments. I, he does, but it, they have a touring band. So, <laughs> like, he can't do it all when they're on tour. So, the, the guitar player from Nine Inch Nails is touring band, I guess. <laughs> um, is uh, just started a new development studio. And they've got some interesting history. That could be, that could be fun to talk about. And um, I remember how NVIDIA was being, like, kind of cool and putting, like limiters on all of their graphics cards so you can't mine ethereum with them and like it was just starting to look around like the graphic card industry might be able to like actually start selling them to people instead of people that had giant warehouses full of graphics cards yeah that not not uh, not good it's not didn't work no, so they hacked that. We'll talk about that too. We had questions from Vinny, Princess Megan, Captain Insano, Monotone Screaming, Prime Fan, Joel Coleslaw. I don't even want to qualify what he sent us as a question. It's like a, a video game review and then some narrative, and then there's a question like tucked in at the end. But I mean, like, I, I'm looking at it right now. I think this would be like three pages of, of stuff printed out. So we'll talk about that. We got cheap free games. Uh, and then that's it. We'll stop after that. It'll just end. But there might be something after the music. Who knows? It's, it's up to you. You just have to find out, I guess. So there, there's just huge thunder and lightning near my house. So if I just disappear all of a sudden, like that's why. Is it because you got struck by lightning? Oh, uh, it's probably because my power is um, incredibly finicky when it comes to like weather. 
And so I'm, I'd understand that you have not purchased a generator in order to keep your Wi-Fi and computer up so that you can still be part of this podcast if your no. power goes out. No. There's no dedication here, Dylan. You did it. I know Dylan did it. He's He cares. He did it. He didn't do it. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, have you seen the movie? Have you seen the, uh, not movie, the TV show Manifest? No. It's pretty good. It's about people that get hit by lightning and travel five years in the future. So that could be what happens to you, Cole. You get hit by lightning. I don't think that's what happens. As <laughs> as one who's been in a lightning storm twice, um, like I wasn't like, oh, cool, this might cause time travel. <laughs> it could happen, man. It could absolutely happen. I mean, have, are you sure that nothing else that was there traveling in the future? Have you gone back to check? Um, no, I was mostly just really, really frightened. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the future. Pretty good show though. It's on Netflix if you're looking for something. Two or three seasons of it. All right. First off, let's talk about what we've been playing. Dylan has played nothing. That's okay. We we love him anyway. Oh, I should have grabbed an SNES game. Yeah, I did watch the Suicide Squad though. Hey, I'm oh. watching that right now. It's the second time I've seen it. Wait, during the podcast? No, no. I was watching <laughs> it before. My my wife had He's not pot. seen it. He's pausing it right now. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. How did you like it, Dylan? Colby loved it. Yeah, I was... So, I saw, like, the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I was like, no way. And I sent it to my buddy, who often I talk about movies with, and we're like, okay, we have to watch this now. What, what's the Rotten um, Tomatoes score? The critic score was like 91%. Dang. And the audience score is 83. Wow. Um, so I was a little like, is the, the critic score is that high? Like, to me, those would, I feel like, would be reversed, yeah. maybe. Um, so that was kind of weird, but I was like, okay, I'll watch. And I had a couple buddies that were like, yeah, we watched it. It was pretty good. So we watched it, and it was like, that was pretty good. Um <laughs> I love There was King some parts Shark that like so it's much. like some of it's like really kind of weird um but I guess that's what happens when you just like pull the D-list villains out of comic book history and throw them in it's like some of them are just really wacky um and it almost doesn't fit except it's almost this like really nice like juxtaposition to kind of like the grittiness cuz it is a pretty dark and gritty um movie and the, the the takeaway I had was like they hired James Gunn and they let him make the movie. <laughs> they did not. There was obviously none or limited notes and they just let him do whatever he really wanted to do. And I think that worked out as compared to probably what happened with the last Suicide Squad where there was too <laughs> many people involved and it, it didn't end up doing anything. One of the problems with the last Suicide Squad is that uh, they released a trailer and everyone went, holy crap, that trailer's amazing. And they went, you know what we should do? We should have the people who did that trailer edit the movie then. Yeah. And so they sent it over to the trailer editing house and they re-edited it, which yeah. um, made it not great. <laughs> anyway, give it a watch because it was pretty solid. Um, and again, King Shark is amazing. Yeah. As is Weasel. Yeah, I, I want Weasel. Yeah. yeah. There's Chloe said stuff it, in there. Uh, and, uh, Chloe said it reminded him of uh, like an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, I think it seems like, and I mean, this is basing 
off of like two movies at this point, but it seems like James Gunn kind of excels at taking lesser known characters and kind of making them shine. Um, And if that's going to be his thing, like that's my, that's why I liked guardians of the galaxy is because I didn't have any expectations going in because I wasn't really familiar with those characters. And I think this is again, why this movie kind of works is because when I watched man of steel, it's like, I know who Superman is, um, and that comes with something. One, I don't like Superman very much, so... I, I want to uh, meet someone who, like, Superman? No, I've never heard of them. What? Right. Super, what, super who? What do they do? Yeah. Um, it's like that comes with some sort of baggage when you watch yeah. the movie. Um, but when you when it's all these D-list villains, you're like, I don't, I don't have any expectations of this. Um, and it, I think it allows more. And I, I liked the fact that it was R-rated, that yeah. it didn't try to fit within a PG-13 box. And the fact that you just see, like, man in front of your, like, like it's like, that was weird. Like, that was not what you expect in a superhero movie to see a, like, a, a guy weird, get ripped like, in half. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, gore. And um, so it's like, that was a nice twist. Um is that a pun? I saw a guy ripped in half. That was a nice twist. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I also think that uh, Idris Elba and John Cena have oddly very good chemistry. Yeah. Like, not two people who I would expect to be like, oh, they're really good together. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. It was a good movie. It's probably one of the top, you know, three DC movies at this point. So. All right. Good stuff. Go watch it. It's on uh, HBO Max HBO. right now. So go check it out. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk about your games, Colin? I do. Um, I've been playing some more of the Pokemons with the Pokey and the Mons. Um, not much. Uh, like, I mean, I'm still playing them, but uh, I don't know. Mostly my kid just wants to watch Pokemon and not necessarily play it as much. And so Fair I've enough. just been mostly watching a lot of Pokemon, um, <laughs> but, you know, playing it occasionally. Um, I think I'm going to take over Pokemon snap cause I really enjoy it, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm on the seventh gym out of, I think there's eight in Pokemon sword. So nice. It's Very good. Nice. You know, uh, I assume in a couple months I'll be picking up the remake of, I don't know, Pearl and whatever to play those. (laughs) Pearl and whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then I played The Ascent a ton. Um, Did you beat it yet? I have not. I'm on, I think there's 12 main missions and I'm on the 10th. Nice. Um, I'm doing some kind of side missions now. Um, That game is really, really good. Um, it's like a, it's a twin stick shooter cyberpunk game, um, and like with like RPG kind of things, and it is really fun. Um, and it's you know I, I've seen a lot of people complain that it's really difficult, and I have not hit like a lot of people complain that there's like weird difficulty spikes, and I don't think I've really hit any of those um, in my entire playthrough. But well, it is good. on Game Pass, and so it is essentially free. And even if it's not, you should pick it up because it is very, very good. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's. I'm gonna probably probably play that next. 
Um, I kind of wanted to play it co-op, but I haven't really been able to make that work. I, I wouldn't, don't think like, I'll be able to make that work. So. I'd be interested to play it co-op because it honestly doesn't seem like a game that would work great co-op. Well, and that's actually, I asked my kid if he'd play it with me co-op and he's like no i'm like well screw off kid um fine you but, don't get food uh, this week right yeah you want to start paying rent um no and and i he said that the problem that he had with it because he played it co-op with his friend is that it's like too busy there's like too much going on on the yeah, screen when you have multiple people playing yeah and that's like i can i can a hundred percent see that um yeah because it, it like it is a gorgeous game um yeah that's a lot so, of rain I don't know. coming yeah, down. It, it is a great <laughs> thing. Why don't you talk, Cliff? Because usually when there's this much rain, it comes in through my front door. So I'm going to go check that. So tell us what you're playing, Cliff. Oh, that sounds super fun. All right. So this week I uh, played a little bit more Stardew Valley. Um, I Let's see. What have I done? I maxed out all five of my, like farmer attributes like you've got different things that you do so like you have a, a farming one and a uh, a mining one and a foraging one and a fishing one and it my, my fishing one took forever to get up because I hate fishing but I, I maxed that out so that's part of, of 100%ing that game is, is getting all five of those um, you know it's still Stardew Valley is just like the best junk food I can imagine. Uh, we were trying to explain it to, we had a, my kid's birthday party last week and we were trying to explain it to a friend of ours, how we could spend, you know, between my wife and I, I don't know, 350 hours playing that game. You know, we're, we're like 175 hours each and, and how, you know, how we could do that. And, and she just didn't understand it. And we're like, it's just, it's, it's great. It's something you can sit down and turn off your brain for a couple hours and just farm. And it's such a, it's such an enjoyable thing to do, and it's it's you know it's not any different than really sitting down and, and streaming a bunch of TV, um, but you know there's like a, a little bit of accomplishment to it, I guess. I don't know. I've got like forty eight percent of a perfect farm, so yeah, it's good. Um, I also played oh I don't know maybe three hours of Hades, um, which puts me back at <laughs> essentially. So I, I played three hours of Hades. I probably played five hours of Hades on the PC when it it was originally came out when it was like 1.0 on the PC. And because I already had like a little bit, of, I think of muscle memory and, and understanding of how that game worked. I, I put about another three hours into the Xbox version and got back to where I am. So I can, I've, I've cleared the first boss a couple times and I've gotten to the second boss and I've almost beaten the second boss, which is, I think where I got to on the PC. Um, I am the- playing it. Go ahead. Bone serpent yeah, thing. Yeah, the bone serpent thing. And I got, man, I was so close, Dylan. I was so close, but just didn't didn't make it. So I am playing it on God mode, though, which is kind of kind of nice because what, what it does is it gives you, as soon as you turn it on, you immediately get a 20% damage reduction. So all damage to you is 20% less. And then every time you die, it goes up by 2% up to... 80. So if you go through 30 times, as soon as you die 30 times, it'll max out at 80 and then it it stops there. Um, But I think that's going to give me like the perfect, like I I enjoy Hades. I really do. I think it's a really cool game. I like the narrative a lot. I like that every time you die, there's a reason to go like talk to everyone and you know, you collect things and you're building up your little Hades house and, and all that stuff. 
but I also know that there's like a limited number of times that I'm going to want to do another run. Right. Um, and that number is less than the number of times I would have to do in order to beat it without God mode. And so even though I think that it's a game that I probably could, it's a game that I probably could eventually beat with God mode turned off. It's a game that I don't think I would enjoy beating with God mode turned off because eventually I'd get to the point where I'm like, well, I guess I got to go one more time to try and beat this. Whereas I think this is giving me a really good feeling of progression that I'm getting a little further every time, a little further every time. And like I get a little bit something out of it. So I, I really like that that's in there because it's just going to take make it so I can beat this game faster. It's not it's not that I, I need to like get good, I don't think, because I think I actually really could beat this game. It's just that I don't want to have to play it 200 times in a row or 100 times in a row. I'd prefer to do it 60 times in a row or 70 times in a row. So we'll see. I, I don't have know. You, have you tried uh, uh, getting good? Um, no, absolutely no, have no. not thought about getting good. Oh, it just okay. seems getting good. So I just hard. Wondered, just wondering. No, it, it's so it does hard. not like it just kind of comes naturally to me. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's it's good though. Hades is. I don't know if I can say anything bad about it. Like it's graphically gorgeous. It controls perfectly. Um, the music's terrific. It's got a really fun story behind it. Um, I, I think the pacing is really good. Um, the bosses are hard, but not impossible. And it is a game that feels like every time you make a run, like you learn a little bit of something or something else happens or like there's always a reason to do another one. I think the only, I, I would say the only complaint I'm going to have against it probably is that some point your runs, like the first couple runs you do are 10 minutes long or 15 minutes long. But then when you start actually getting good at it, your runs start taking an hour, hour and a half, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know yet, but I presume, you know, like a run now takes me probably 20, 25 minutes. And so you've got to assume with five bosses to beat that a winning run is probably an hour, hour and a half. Like that's a long, that's a long time for me to sit down and go like, I mean, you can pause it. So, I mean, I guess I could always like, you know, start and then pause one. But at the same time, like that, that's a, a commitment for me from a, just a time standpoint. So I don't know. It's a good game though. Real good. Um, you want to finish talking about the ascent now call is your front door flooding? Uh, it did not appear that way. Good, but glad to hear it, sir. It's only when it like is really raining and it uh, blows, like the wind blows it. Yeah. Um, like our doors are not sealed well enough apparently for yeah. that, and so water comes in. Um, it doesn't. Um, yeah, no, a sense great. I don't know where I was at. Um, real pretty. Um, real fun. Yeah. Um, like, I will say it does have some of those, like, this feels like it's not a AAA game kind of things yeah. to it. There's, like, things here and there where you're like, oh, okay. But other, like, I mean, you, you get kind of used to those things. And yeah. I don't even, I, I remember thinking that, but I don't remember what they are. So. It happens. Um, yeah, it's real good, though. Um, have you, what do you think about the, the like, the, the cyberpunk world? Like, I've heard that it's actually, like, the cyberpunk-ness of it is really good. Like, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good enough. I don't it's, know. Uh, like, it, yeah. it seems as cyberpunk as cyberpunk things generally are. Sure. Um, 
I don't know. I have not uh, really delved deep into cyberpunkness. Cyberpunkness. <laughs> to know enough to go like, oh, it's a really good cyberpunk. Yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. All right, let's see. Um, let's talk about Patreon for a second. These are the fine folks that support us every month, uh, keeping this podcast with the lights on and the software that we talk to connected and our website running. We, uh, we kind of, you know, it makes it so we don't have to pay money every month, which is good because I like Cliff's cheap every month. I'm cheap. It's I can't help it. Anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and be a one, three, seven or $10 supporter. Our $10 supporters are called producers and we read them out every single podcast that we remember to do, which is most of them. I mean, I think we've got a pretty good track record and, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit hit or miss for the next couple weeks, but once, uh, once this podcast gets going again in September, we'll probably be recording on Tuesdays most days whereas the podcast comes out on thursdays still so if you are a patron you get this podcast up you know a good 36 hours earlier than everybody else so if you if you crave this podcast every week if you're you know we just isn't the same without it you can get a little bit earlier if you're a patron so i want to talk uh, about people who crave this podcast every week right (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i'm that interesting I, i barely like me we literally said we were talking the other day in our uh, in our Discord channel about questions and and uh, someone asked a question and people started kind of debating it and I said that, you know I'm going to wait until the podcast to to talk about it and they're like why I'm like well because people yell at me when I don't and they're like really I'm like yeah I don't I don't understand why anyone cares what I have to say but people occasionally do so I, I don't I don't get it but whatever. Anyway, big thanks to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. You guys are fantastic. All of our patrons are fantastic. You can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast again to support us. Even that dollar helps uh, helps quite a bit and we'll get you the podcast a little bit early every week. So Thank you there. Uh, also wanted to shout out Extra Life. Extra Life is coming out. We are in the process of planning when that is going to be, what that is going to be, how that is going to be. Unfortunately, with coronavirus, it's still going to be probably in our individual houses. But that didn't stop us from raising, I don't know, like five or $6,000 last year uh, to go to a bunch of different children's hospitals. So if you would like to be on our Extra Life team, I think you should go right now to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. You can do that and listen to this podcast at the same time uh, and register to be on our team. If you don't want to be on our team, but you would like to support us, I would also recommend you go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life and you can make a donation to support our team. Thank you. I like registered for it while I was on the podcast. <laughs> Colby's got mad skills. It can, it can happen. So it's, uh, it's coming up. I mean, I think we'll probably do it in October or November. I think the official, official day is, November 7th and 8th, as I recall, could be some somewhere around there. Um, we may be doing it earlier in October. We'll, we'll have to see, but we'll get that figured out, and it will be fun. You will enjoy participating, I promise. It's a great excuse to play video games all weekend. So, Dylan, help me out here. News! All right, so Riot Games, as you may recall... Uh, let's see. Kotaku uh, did an investigation and found that the company fostered a culture of sexism <laughs> in not which good, marginalized employees were subject to sexual harassment and gender discrimination. Um, they were ordered to pay up to $10 million uh, to women who've worked with the company over the past five years. Um, and then the, uh, let's see, the Department of... 
uh, Fair Employment and Housing, the California Department of, uh, of Fair Employment and Housing, said, like, I don't think that's enough. You guys are monsters. Um, <laughs> and uh, filed a, a separate lawsuit against them. This is the same uh, regulatory group that is also currently suing Blizzard because they also, I think, had pretty much that same, cl- uh, you know, culture of sexism and you know destroying marginalized employees and so on and so forth so was it 10 million dollars altogether or yeah 10 million okay it wasn't 10 million to each person no 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 no. it was 10 million dollars that i think i think it was 10 million dollars split among 500 um, that's not a lot of money it is a lot of money but i I believe they actually it's really not yeah it's i mean it's still money um, it, I think the thing is, it's it's not like your normal lawsuits where sixty percent of that's going to go to a lawyer either. I don't think yeah. so. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they've actually are talking more in the hundred million dollar. Uh, that's only twenty thousand a piece. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like I'd take twenty thousand, but absolutely like, would take twenty thousand. But it, does does that make it worth having to work there? Probably not. Um, anyway, uh, the, the regulatory group, the, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, we're just going to call them DFEH from now on because I, or DFE, can I just call them DFE? I think think that's fine. Willem DFE. Willem DFE, uh, is actually, uh, apparently they told Riot like, hey, in June, you need to send out an email to all of your employees saying it's okay to talk with us because... Um, mostly you're making people sign non-disclosure agreements and settlement agreements that say they can't talk to us. And that's like super illegal. And we would appreciate if you'd stop. And right. It's like, yeah, we'll get right on that. And then apparently didn't for like two months. (laughs) Um, and, the uh, DFE said they are alarmed <laughs> by language in Riot's, Riot's settlement agreement and separation agreement that suggest employees could not voluntarily and candidly speak with the government about sexual harassment and other violations. It also said there was language that, suggest, that, that suggested workers could not, quote, uh, obtain relief mo- and, and actually get money from the lawsuit. So Riot, as much as they claim they are... A better company now. I think they like hired a lady to be their HR person, and that just fixes everything. Hey, we got a broad here. It's all good now, guys. <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. So, um, Riot continues to be terrible. Um, I, I think the problem with Riot is I used to be able to go like, oh, I don't play League of Legends. Like, screw them. But I'm like, ooh, Valorant's pretty good. So I would really like. Um, them to fix this problem so I can f- play Valorant and not the entire go tie go like man did someone get sexually harassed to make this game and then I go ah oh, I bet you they did so anyway like could we could we go a week I would love it if we could just go a week without finding out either some company or some person was just terrible is that is that too much to ask yes apparently Damn it. I just, with the internet no. <laughs> It's just terrible. It's just terrible. So, I don't know, Riot, be better people. Maybe maybe you could just tell us, you know, whatever. Anyway, they say that notices are being sent to former employees to confirm that Riot's severance agreement would never in any way prohibit speaking to government agencies. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Anyway, it's all good. John Romero. You guys know who John Romero is, right? I do. He's seen him as a head he's, on the. He's gonna make me his bitch, I believe. <laughs> yes, he. No, probably not. Actually, I don't think that ever worked. Call. He tried real hard. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, John Romero is an interesting guy because like he, he does kind of have that and he's still very John Romero too. Like he's very, I don't know. There's something, he's just got a lot of attitude. I do. Have you, are you familiar with him? Like correcting people on the doom team on Twitter? Yes. Yes. I don't remember who the person is. It's, it's a single guy. And he constantly is posting things on Twitter like, hey, and then we did this. And John Romero comes in and just like very factually as a statement says that no, in fact, that is not true and stop telling people this. Hey, that's John Romero. His last, I think, new game was, I guess he made that uh, Empire of Sin was that, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that mafia game, which was okay from what I understand. Before that, he made like a taco truck game, which is also pretty okay, I guess. It was a mobile game. Um but did you guys ever play Sigil? Because I missed this. This came out in 2019, and it was essentially new levels um, that fit within the lore of the first Doom game, um, and it was free. It was like 18 new levels. Do you kind of yeah. remember that happening? Um, yeah. And I don't. I don't know why I never played it. Just, I mean, I guess I don't own Doom. Maybe, um, and I think you do need to own Doom to play yeah, it. Yeah, I just remember that you had to have like a, an actual copy of Doom to play it. But I hear that they're actually pretty good. I actually, before this podcast, did a little bit of, of uh, looking, and apparently they're 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 pretty good. It was nine new single player levels and nine new multiplayer levels. So, you know, I mean, the guy's not screwing around. Um, but apparently, he is now making uh, Sigil Two, and it's going to use the Doom Two engine. Um, and again, be uh, be kind of the same thing where you're going to need the game to run it, but it's going to fit within the timeline of Doom Two, which uh, so it's going to become like an unofficial fifth episode uh, that takes up right after Ultimate Doom's Thy Flesh Consumed. And I tell you, man, like I don't know if I miss when you can name a game episode Thy Flesh Consumed, and people would just go like, "Oh man, that sounds badass." <laughs> but like, Colby sends me TikToks from this. I, I think you've sent it to me. Maybe you've at least yeah, seen yeah. it. No. It's the it's it's the guy that's like explaining to himself what a song is as he like headbangs along to it. Not not the guy yeah, that like, explains what band. Oh, it's, it's not, not the guy that, that guy. does it's, bands. Okay, then. yeah. There's another dude on TikTok who like. Like, does a thing where he talks to himself, like, pretending it's the first time he's ever heard a song. And they're always, like, cool rock songs from the 90s. And, like, it is taken very much in the, the like, like that you would say, Thy Flesh Consumed, and go, like, oh, that's pretty badass. Like, in 2021, I go, Thy Flesh Consumed is a little much, maybe. But in 1995, I would go, like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of metal, man. <laughs> so anyway, that's coming out. Um, there's not. I, I don't, Mom there's... won't let me play this game. <laughs> oh, poor mom. Do you remember when she would not let me buy Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic? I mean, like, I do you remember when she would let us listen to Aqualung by <laughs> Jethro Tull? Good point. Anyway, yeah. shout out to mom. Uh, anyway, no release date, no further details on this Doom Two uh, expansion from John Romero. But I'm I'm gonna I think I might try this one. Like I I would not mind playing a little bit of Doom Two again, first of all. And uh, I don't know, this sounds cool. Like get a little bit of stuff you've never played because I've played a lot of Doom and Doom Two. It might be kind of fun to to see something new. I also heard that, uh, and I don't actually have any like details on this because it was just something I read that they're actually remastering the first Quake as well, which. Uh, 
could be kind of fun. That game was was interesting and dark, so yeah, we'll check it out. All right, um, Steam Decks. I have pre-ordered one. Neither of you have pre-ordered one, correct? No, no. It's probably probably not your worst idea. Like I think I am very excited about my Steam Deck, and the initial like. The initial reviews of people who have seen them are, are very strong, but I think it's also still like a $550 gamble of something that may or may not work. So I I don't blame anyone who's not pre-ordering one, but, you know, it's five bucks. So maybe, maybe pick one up. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but Phil Spencer has been given uh, one of the kind of early access ones. They, they just did a big media event like... I'm going to say two weeks ago where they bought a bunch of like quote unquote influencers to Seattle, had him hang out at the Valve Studios and uh, and let him play with these and kind of do reviews. I've watched a couple of them. Like I said, they, they've been very positive so far, but uh, apparently Phil Spencer has also been given one. And I, I thought this was actually a really interesting tweet. He said that uh, after having mine most of the week, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go. The screen size controls are all great. And playing Halo and Age of Empires feels good, and xCloud works well. Congrats, uh, SD team, Steam, Steam Deck team. So, to me, that says a couple of interesting things. Like, Halo, I expect Halo to play well. Like, it's a, it's a video game. Like, it's going to play well. But Age of Empires is a turn-based strategy game. Real-time, or I'm sorry, a real-time strategy game. So, that is a game that is traditionally very much played with a mouse. Um... Which says to me that those haptic pads that it has must work pretty well for for mouse movement to be able to uh, to actually play an RTS game on essentially a Switch, which is pretty cool. So I think that's neat. And then it is really nice to know that xCloud will actually run on it. Like I think that actually might be kind of my go-to device once I get it to play xCloud on. I'm, I'm very excited to be able to just play xCloud games on, on my Steam Deck. So pretty cool. I don't know. I... Uh, I, I don't know what to say that, uh, what to say about the Steam Deck except that I'm really excited about it and I wish that I didn't have to wait until next year to get one. Like that's that's kind of the long and short of it. But everything I've seen so far says they are are pretty great. So that's that I continue to be excited. I don't know. I'm getting one. I talked to Vinny. Vinny pre-ordered one. So we'll have a couple folks kind of in our general area that uh, that'll have one to talk about. So I'm I'm excited when we when we get them. I'm sure we'll do we'll do more about that. So all right, Dylan, tell me how like how hyped on you from like a zero to eleven that there are four Grand Theft Auto games coming out this year remastered. <sighs> I'm at least at twelve, I think. At least a twelve. Like it's it's crazy. So I mean it's something I talk about often is I, like can I just get a remaster of those PS2 games? Like, please. I mean, how many times do you think we've talked about that in 247 oh. episodes? It's probably come up yeah. 150 times. Oh, like, yeah. it's it's so necessary to God. preserve those and be able to play them now because they're just of that unplayable era. Yeah, where I think you would be really, I would be upset going back. I think just because. I think it's it's just it's a, it was a tough spot to yeah to have such a good game come out at that time. It's it's just a shame. I think the funny thing is is I think if you look at a game that came out in 20, 2012 to twenty fourteen, 
Like there are a lot of games from that area that still look and play pretty great. Like I, I yeah. don't want to say that there hasn't been any like big jumps in fidelity between 2012 and or 2014 probably and 2021. But there are still a lot of games in that era that are very play. I mean, you just played Dead Space. Call that game. Yeah, from, well, it's 2008. Yeah, I think yeah. the thing is, is it uh, to me, it has very much not a lot to do with how they look because yeah. they're just going to look like garbage. Like you, you come to it's how they play. Yeah. How they and play. And that's they where the problem comes in. Where like, you're trying to control something. And it's like, well, this is garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's interesting that, that there are games that are 10, 10 ish years old that still are very playable. And, and, you know, they control yeah. pretty okay. They look pretty okay. But man, you go like, 14 years back, 15 years back, well, and then like you're still 20 pre-HD years back. Too. Yeah. Because <laughs> the PS2 and the Xbox weren't HD yep. yet. So, those, like, those games are real ugly. <laughs> it does help to have, like, yeah, Dead Space doesn't look fantastic. It looks okay now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But being, still being HD, though, means a lot, I think. Just means to a lot. have a general, like, acceptable quality to the fidelity. I wonder, Whereas Vice City, it's like, I don't think it looks awful, but it's the fact that, like, you're going to have a lot of buildings popping in, yeah. and a lot of things I think you take for granted now, like, that you were playing games, and it was like, fog was just kind of a thing. <laughs> um, and now, I, now you don't really see that very often. I, I think um, the thing that I will never forget about the early GTA games is when you were driving and you're like, oh, man, I want that car. And it would drive past you and you'd turn around and that car was not there. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. the good news is, is that we are getting five Grand Theft Auto games this year. So Grand Theft Auto Five remastered for the Xbox Series X. I think we all already knew that was coming. I think it actually has a release date, but I couldn't tell you what it was to save my life. This falls sometime. So that is pretty exciting. Um, but uh, we're also I, around late October, early November. So fall. Um, but this year we're also going to get remasters of Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas. San Andreas, which I've never played. Like I've not played San Andreas for more than 15 minutes. So that's like a brand new Grand Theft Auto game to me. And apparently these are going to be remastered. They're going to be in the Unreal Engine, but they're not going to be like, these aren't like 4K 60 frames a second gorgeous games. They're just like, they're going to be kind of a mix of old and new graphics. They're going to be way more playable. They're going to look way better, but they're not going to be like, this isn't... Well, they, I think they everything. said they're going to be kind of true to the PS2 era yeah. GTAs. Yeah. So I don't think we're expecting to... It's not going to be a change in how the targeting works or anything like that. It's not going to be the third-person shooter style that yeah. they move to. It's still probably going to be... You're still going to be locking on to... Which which I'm fine with. Like, I'm not Absolutely. asking a lot with these. I just want them to be updated um, enough. And I assume that these will be... I'd have to hope that they'll at least, like, with a new engine and, like, a little bit of graphics, like, it's going to look yeah. decent. Yeah. And that's really all I care about. And hopefully, yeah, they play just a little bit better. Um, I I just... I think the thing is, is these are three games. I, I can't imagine that I'm going to go into these games and, like, beat all three of them. Like, I, I don't... 
I might play Vice City all the way through. Yeah. But Vice City, you can beat in like four hours. Can you yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. I, I beat it twice in one day once. Really? Huh, yeah. interesting. Maybe I will then. Maybe they're short enough that it'll be something I play. But I just I just want to be back in that world. Like, I have such fond memories. Like, I, so Vice City, Vice City is an interesting game for me because, like, the, the, the weirdest memory I have of that game is I got my PlayStation 2 and then immediately had to go on a business trip. And so it was like the first time I ever took a system with me somewhere. And I, I packed my PS2 and my carry-on and brought Grand Theft Auto Vice City with. And I remember like getting to the airport and them like, you know, x-raying my stuff. Um, and this was right post 9-11. Like this was probably like early 2002. <laughs> and them going like, what is this, sir? I'm like, it's my PlayStation. And they're like... Um. Yeah, like why? Why would anyone be bringing a PlayStation with them on the plane? It was it was just not something that people did. But uh, I took it with me on my business trip so we could play it in our hotel because I was going with a bunch of buddies, and uh, and by buddies I mean I guess fellow coworkers, but uh, you know buddies. And we ended up going over to the office we were doing some work at, and they had these giant 60-inch plasma TVs. And we helped this guy do some some work. And then he's like, if you want to, like, try it out, like, go ahead. And so I unhooked one of their, like, lobby TVs and hooked up my PlayStation to it. And I just remember at the time, like, it being, like, nobody had a 60-inch flat-screen TV at their house in 2001, you know? Like, that just wasn't something you had. And I remember it being so big that it was almost, like like almost made you motion sick because you just were so not used to playing. I mean, I was playing at that time. I had a 27 inch CRT. So a 60 inch flat screen was just so big at the time, but man, we played the crap out of that game while we were there. It was a lot of fun. So I I'm, I'm very excited to do that again because ah, what a great game. So I just looked at how long to beat and it says it's a 20 hour game. But I swear there was a day where I beat it twice in a day. Maybe, maybe. Did you get struck by lightning in the middle, Cole? Maybe. <laughs> it happens, man. I, I tell you, it happens. Anyway, that is some great news. I'm excited. Um, are, are any of you guys Nine Inch Nails fans? Hell yeah. Do you, do you love Trent Reznor? Hell yeah. <laughs> is it because you know Closer and you like Johnny Cash's version of Hurt? Is that your idea of being a Nine Inch Nails fan, Cole? I like Trent Reznor's version of Hurt as well. Do you? Yeah. Do you but do, do you like Johnny Cash's better? Oh, I, I prefer it, but... Yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Trent Reznor's is fine. That's, that's not a big deal. Um, so the creative director of Spec Ops The Line, which you guys may have heard us talk about a couple times, it's a, a pretty good Xbox 360 game if you're looking for kind of a good... I don't know, anti-war game? Is it, is it, it like, Spec Ops The Line is, is kind of like the, the Rambo of video games, I think, to some degree. Like, there's probably a lot of people that play that game and miss the point drastically, but that's okay. Um, like still all the very... sequels to Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Every other Rambo movie that's come out past Rambo. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe, maybe it just was the problem is, is that uh, Sylvester Stallone did not get the... The uh, the plot of, of Rambo. That, that's a possibility. So, brief aside, I was reading a thing on the internet the other day of like people's weird interactions with celebrities. And of course, it's the internet, so who knows if it's true or not. But a guy was uh, walking into Sylvester Stallone's like huge trailer to uh, like get of him something. He, no, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to have already left. 
And uh, he, so he went in to like get something out of the trailer, and, and Sylvester Stallone was like sitting, looking at full length mirror, flexing and saying, "Ah, you are Sylvester Stallone, you are Sylvester Stallone." And I don't know if that's true or not, but in my head, it is absolutely true, and I <laughs> want it to be true. So, I mean, if you were Sylvester Stallone, wouldn't you be doing that? I mean, probably. I mean, if if I was like. Sylvester Stallone with an extra hundred pounds on him, I'd probably still be doing it. Call like it's mm-hmm. it's better than me. So, anyway, that is all to say, Spec Ops: The Line director Corey Davis and Nine Inch Nails guitarist Robin Fink, and like, have you seen the picture of these two guys together? Because it looks like they're starting the weirdest band in the entire world. Um, are going to make a a new studio that is focused on making dark atmospheric games with an emphasis on environmental storytelling. So, like that that's cool. And then when you find out that Davis has uh, also worked on Condemned and Fear, um, that could be a, a cool studio to keep an eye on. They they kind of want to, and apparently, think you played Observation Call, right? Yep. Uh, apparently uh, the dude from Nine Inch Nails did the the music for that. So he's done some video game work. The other guy obviously is a video game developer. And they really kind of want to make a like interesting artsy games. So I, I don't know. They're, apparently their first game is going to explore the quote theme of human consciousness as it relates to the seen and unseen properties of vibration and sound. So like... <laughs> It's a platformer. Yeah, I'm saying the games sound pretentious as anything you can possibly imagine, but maybe that's fun, right? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, keep an eye on those guys. Uh, they're, the name of their studio is Eyes Out, which I, there's no way that an eye being out is ever good. Like, either that means it doesn't work <laughs> or it means that it's like dangling on some nerves in the front of your face. I don't. I don't like that at all. I do like that they made a they made like a two minute video about their studio being revealed. So go watch it. I guess it'll be fine. It sounds good. All right, guys. Um, I want a video card, and I want a video card real, real, real bad. I've wanted a video card for nine or ten months now, maybe eleven. Like it, it. I think I've I've really started trying to purchase a video card since last November. <sighs> And I, I don't want to pay $1,000 for it. Like, is that wrong of me? Is me not wanting to pay $1,000 for a video card, is that my fault? Have you considered robbing a, like, crypto farm? I assume that crypto farms are like... You know how, like, every once in a while you'll see a TV show where there's, like, an illegal weed grow out in the middle of somewhere and it's just, like, a bunch of dudes with machine guns guarding it? I assume that legal Bitcoin farms are also like that <laughs> or, or they have like those little automated sentries from like half light or portal. <laughs> just like I open yeah. the door and I just get filled with machine gun bullets. Like, is that, is that an improper assumption? Probably not. I can't imagine that it's not because I mean, I don't want to say Weird libertarian <laughs> bros are not like one, two. Right? And they're like, this uh this uh this crypto mining cavern that I'm living in is actually not part of the United States. I've declared myself an autonomous territory where I have <laughs> got like sobsits that are mining. I don't know. Anyway, um the the way that we were gonna get on top of this was gonna be that NVIDIA was going to put um these little like 
like you know how you can't you know you, like you get in your car and you put the gas all the way down and you can only go like I don't know, 105 in your car. And it's not because your car is a piece of shit. It's because like, uh, that's literally why. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Anyway, I had a Dodge neon that I limited it at 113 call. So if I can get a Dodge neon up to 113, I'm pretty sure you can get your Nissan up to 102, 101. I also got a Maybe. Toyota Corolla up to 113. I've driven really dumb cars really fast at least twice. Don't don't. I think you have to ask yourself, what are those tires rated for? <laughs> well, I was way younger and way dumber than I am now. I would not do that now, Colby. I was I was like 18 and 20. <laughs> like it was back when I was young and thought I was invincible and had good insurance as opposed to now. <laughs> Anyway, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about Ethereum and how, in theory, the new NVIDIA GPUs were supposed to make mining Ethereum harder. And the good news is they did for like a month, month and a half, and uh, hackers have now hacked that. And they're still not running at 100%, but they're running at 70%. And damn it, that's good enough when you're mining Pokemon out of thin air or something is that how bitcoin works i i think that's I think how so. it works anyway I, I hate bitcoin a lot i want a graphics card and if bitcoin didn't have to exist i wouldn't have had to see like eight tweets in the last two days that were like <laughs> man if uh, afghanistan just ran on bitcoin as its uh as its primary source of you know money instead of you know, money, then everything would be fine there. And I, I would never have had to read that and then hit my head on a, this on a table like 35 times. <laughs> anyway, I'm dumber now because of Bitcoin and it's all Bitcoin's fault. And I hate it. So <sighs> anyway, that's fine. Dylan, where are we going next? Hey, yo, Vinny. I hope you got a question this week. Thank you for not making me talk about Bitcoin anymore, Dylan. <laughs> you rescued this podcast, sir. I appreciate it. Vinny's question. I live to, I live to serve. <laughs> Vinny's question is, he says, I'm sure I've done this before, but what is a game that hasn't been remastered or remade that you'd like to see come back? And I'm pretty sure he's done that before, and I'm pretty sure someone asked that again like three weeks ago. So I'm going to switch and I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's GTA. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with fear or condemned. No, 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 no. We're not going to answer that condemned question. Would, I would also like to see condemned be remastered. Uh, absolutely. Because that but, game is great. But you know what question we're anyway. going to ask instead? What game has been remade or remastered that should not have been? I don't know. If oh, that's a remade or remastered. Final Fantasy VI. Every oh. version of it that has been done is worse than the original. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if there's anything else. I, I, you know, I actually think that. Uh, what's that one game where you kill giant things and then feel bad about it? Shadows of the Colossus. Colossus. Yeah, I don't think that game needed to be remade either. Like, <laughs> it you could probably you, did, you didn't beat it though. You could kill giant things and feel bad about it in in low res, and it would still be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I being, don't know. I, I played it, and it does not handle great. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. I don't um, really remember being blown away by the remastered version of it. No, like I it, don't either. 
it didn't really wow me or anything. Well, I mean, honestly, I didn't think it controlled great then either. Like it, right. uh, I'm sure it controlled better than the old one. Call, I, I'm sure it did, but like, it did not control great. And like, I, I don't know. I yeah. killed like six of those big things, and I know that that's the plot. I know that you're supposed to feel bad about it. I know that that's you know, whatever. But I got through like half of them. I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done killing giant things for the sake of killing giant things. It just makes me feel bad. It hasn't come out yet, but can I put uh, The Last of Us on the list? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Game still looks really good. I don't know. Is is it getting remastered again? Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's never been... Well, it did did get, like, a kind of upgrade. Yeah, because I have, like, the the HD version. I have, like, Last of Us Um, HD. Two things. One, I did play a video game. Oh, good job, Dylan. (laughs) Last week. So... I kind of forgot because I did play the Back for Blood Blade. Oh, how did you like it? Blade. Um, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Which I just, I remember that because I was thinking like Left 4 Dead could use, like, it's a PC game. I get that. But I wish they could go back through and just like, I don't know, just make Left 4 Dead 3, I guess. Um, But Back for Blood might might fill that role and i'll yeah. be happy um that's good i'm call. very excited though after i only played it for a little bit um but it it did feel like the successor to left for dead oh, that's and, great. And is nearly the same thing um and i like i kind of like the card mechanic in it which is kind of interesting um just for i t- think t- it tell me more about this i don't know what you're talking about um so you kind of have a deck and this is like really loosely like don't think of it as any sort of like deck building game because it's basically just like you're gonna get a small buff when you play and as you progress through the game sure but the enemies also get a buff i think so it's like your reload speed will be a little faster and now the zombies are gonna do something snazzy Um, interesting and then, so as you, so there's a slight rogue element to it where the game is going to, I mean, scale as you play through and it will get more challenging. You'll get better, but the enemies will get better. So, um, which I like that it's not just the same every time, which I think Left 4 Dead was cool in the sense that, yeah. like, the enemies don't necessarily spawn the same and, like, that's all cool too. So, but I think that kind of mix and adding like this other element to it is kind of neat. Um, that's really cool. And like the general, like you can buy things too, which is kind of cool. Um, so I've always liked that ever since like I played Counter Strike or whatever the first time. Yeah. Where, like you had some money to spend and you picked up what weapons and things you want. So it's cool that you can buy some bandages and buy some extra ammo and those things to go into the game. Um, nice. I wish yeah. I would have had a little bit more time to play it, but I meant to play it both because I think there's been two. Maybe there's maybe there was a closed beta and an open beta. I've meant to yeah. I meant to try it both times, and I just never never quite got there. But it seems like a game that I probably want to play with people. Like I don't want to necessarily yeah, my first thing to be that with you know randos. So. I, I did play with my buddy. Um, that's why I only played a little bit because we were waiting to actually have a time to play together. Yeah. Um, and when that finally happened, I didn't have a lot of time to play. But man, uh, it'll be it'll it'll totally worth picking up. And it's a game I'm gonna want to get day one because I know people are gonna be wanting to play it then. And 
And it's on Game Pass, Hope- y'all. Hopefully that lasts. Because <laughs> um, it, it should be a good time. And, like, there's no reason I wouldn't play Left 4 Dead now. But, like, obviously this game is going to be yeah. a little bit more polished. Left 4 Dead looks kind of terrible now, honestly. Yeah, I, that's like, why I say it's like, I wish yeah. that would get some sort of, like, polished yeah. or, I yeah. mean, yeah. a third version of the game would be great too but i mean i'll we'll take, take back it. for blood yeah because that skipped three and now we're at four and we can have five next so that uh that game comes out five days after far cry six <laughs> that's that's an yeah. issue that is an issue all right all good all good good thanks dylan i appreciate you remembering that that's fun yeah. uh next question princess megan said what is one video game you wish you had finished but got distracted by a new shiny game and never went back to what is it about this game that makes you regret not completing it and I would say every video game I played between 1999 and 2017. <laughs> man, I played a lot of games and did not finish them. Um, the two for me probably would be Crystallis, which I've never beaten. And I, I talk about all the time incredibly fondly because it was a game I really, really, really liked and I never beat it. Um and Final Fantasy VI, which is another game I speak very, very fondly of, but never, never beat it. Um, and I would also say Half-Life 2. And it's it's mostly because I really like that game. Um, you never beat it? I never beat it. And um, I don't think... The problem with, with Half-Life 2 is I don't find the... There's some parts of the beginning that aren't really very fun. Um, like, I don't like the, the Hydro... Hydroplane, hydro foil. It's like halfway through the game, I think. Is it? It seems like it's pretty close so. to the first. I don't know. It's a game that that is really good, um, but I've I've tried to beat it too many times without actually finishing it. So I'll, I'll I've played the first couple hours of it probably five or six times by now, and so like the thought of playing it again is just like ah oh, man, like. I got to do all this crap again before I get to parts that I haven't seen. I, I didn't play much past um, what, Raven's Loft. Raven's Claw. Raven's, no, that's that's know. the guy yeah. from Harry Potter. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that big scary town. Um, I didn't play much past that. So Raven Home. Raven Home. Yeah, which I think is like maybe halfway through the game. Uh, I also never beat Half-Life 1. And I love both those games. So I don't know. I did not beat games habitually. Um for 20 years i mean yeah. you know so i i think now i end up playing a lot i finish a lot of games that i kind of go like oh that was a lot of a lot of work but like there's definitely something fulfilling to actually about like crossing those off um and i've done it a lot more over the past three or four years than i did probably in the 20 years before that so that's me how about you guys um probably i mean like i can't you know yeah there's a ton of games when i was younger but uh, Dalen Pocket Planet was one that I kind of wish I'd beat. Um, yeah. I uh, got that this year. And I honestly don't know what I started playing. It might have been Monster Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, and just it kind of fell off. And now I'm like, well, I don't want to start it over. Yeah. Um. Because I'm like halfway through it, and it's a fairly long game. Yeah. But like, I also don't think I could just pick it up and start from where I am. So that's kind of why I kind of feel about Divinity: Original Sin too. I'm like 60 hours into that game, and I have not played it in like eight months, and I don't know if I can just 
go back and play it again, but I'm certainly not going to play the first 60 hours and over again to play it another yeah. 60 hours. So That'd yeah. probably be my answer because I didn't finish it. And yeah. it's, yeah, the longer you wait, the harder it is to go back yep. into it. And I kind of was at a spot where I was like, what, what am I doing? And then I finally like figured out like how to progress. And then I kind of stopped. Um, maybe I can try to get back into it. Uh, I, I really wish that video games had, you know, you know, when you start watching a new season of TV and it's like on, you know, last season and it does like the two minute, like roll through of where you're at. I really wish video games had that plus a like, Oh, and by the way, here's what all the buttons do. (laughs) Like if, if video games could give me like a two minute catch up of where you are with the plot and here's what all your buttons do, it'd be so much easier to get back into video games that you would stop playing. There is a game that does that. Is there? Pokemon. Does it really? So, yeah, it'll tell you what, like, you were just on Route 2, and Uh, you caught uh, this Pokemon, and um, you just got this badge. Um, It's not, I mean, but it it gives you a little rundown of, like, the last few things you were doing, um, which is actually, I mean, it's amazing that it it can do that and yeah um, great. it can kind of just like jumpstart your brain i was like yeah that's what i was doing okay that's awesome that's super cool yeah i i wish i wish man that'd be cool all right uh did you say what you hadn't done dylan i apologize uh i would say divinity it was like divinity, divinity. It's such yeah. a good it's such a good game it's so yeah. well written it's so fun but man, yeah. I want that to be like three games. Like, can you imagine yeah. how better, much better Divinity would be if it was three 30-hour games? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know. 100 hours is a lot to ask of people, I think. So, anyway. Well, it's, just, it get, it's so much opportunity to get pulled away from it for some amount of time, right? Like, if I had three consecutive months to play this, like, for an hour or two every once in a while, like, it'd be great. But the chance of me getting distracted at some point in the middle or having to do something where it's going to take me away from the game just long enough where it's like, Oh, I got to get back into that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened is I started playing something else thinking like, I'm just going to try this game. And then I tried that game and just never went back to it. So whatever. Um, they're also weed whacking the lawn right outside of me. So this could get super loud. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Captain Insano six says, what do you think has led to the rise in video game popularity? IE uh, like the rise of social media or maybe a better way would be, why does it seem like video games have never been more popular? And when do you think that trend started? And I'm also going to, I'm going to add a uh, monotone screaming question to this as well. Cause I think they kind of play off of each other. Um, but if you played video games as a kid, what direction did you think the video game industry would go from where it was back then? Did you think would games would progress as fast as they did? Um, um, so I will say, to answer the first question, I think that it has a big to do with the popularity of PlayStation 2 as well as Halo. Yeah, I agree. I think that those games, that, you know, Halo specifically mm-hmm. and... Um, Being like a PlayStation game, Two, but, yeah. kind of like going like, oh, it's okay to play video games. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that anyone born after about 1995 really understands what it was like to grow up if you were born in like the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and not to sound like all old and stupid but 
like I really liked video games as a kid and had liked you know played video games since I was like five, and it wasn't necessarily something something you talked something about. you talked about you know it was like it was, it was kind of looked down upon yeah you had some nerdy friends that maybe you know were super into video games with you but it was exactly that like you had nerdy friends that you played video games with and like if you found out that like someone you knew who like played video games that you thought was kind of cool played video games all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh we've got like this this secret thing that we do together where we, we where we, we can play video games with each other it was and, and like I'm sure part of that too is just like me and my fedora neckbeard going like oh no one will ever understand me. Um, I was a nerd anyway, so like having nerdy hobbies on top uh, of that. No, was because a thing, I mean but... it's it's the same thing with like comics and stuff. Yeah, is that like it was a nerdy thing? Yeah, like it was yeah. not like the popular. And I, I think that's the same with you know it. It was yeah. Like I remember playing. You know, like the cool kids would play video games, but it was like, oh, I, you know, like I play a game of Mario Kart yeah. and stuff. Or, it's or like, I have a Genesis like, and I play Madden. Yeah. You weren't like, oh, so did you like the newest Final Fantasy? Uh-huh. And they were like, yes, I did. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It would have been like, I mean, probably some sort of homophobic slur, but yeah. um, it it just, it it was not as popular or... Acceptable acceptable yeah. as it was and I, I but i do think that like halo and stuff yeah um to an extent i'll also i'll also put in goldeneye yep well and goldeneye and, was a yeah. a big one and i yeah. think just well and like, and like the call of duty games um have mm-hmm. really i would just, throw grand theft auto into that too grand theft yep. auto yep. um yeah because that's why uh, i said like playstation 2 like that's yeah. really when you started getting like those uh, because I'm, I'm thinking as someone who was born a little bit later in 1992, um, I, I remember being in middle school, I guess, and when, because I think I was I'm trying to remember what I must have been in seventh grade, I think, when like San Andreas came out, and that was a huge deal. Yeah. Like people were talking about that at school, like. Um, and the new PS2 game or whatever was like, it was a big deal to us. And like, yeah, it wasn't everybody, um, but there was a lot of people that that was a topic of conversation for. And, and coming to, um, coming to school and talking about like how cool that game was, um, that was, I don't know, like. It, it did allow that community to kind of expand because I think, and I was going to say also like the ease of online gaming probably helped this too, because Absolutely. once you find out that there are people like you out there, it makes you more comfortable to be okay yeah. with being that nerd or whatever. Um, because now you're, you have a community and you're not just, alone in your basement. Yeah. Um, well, I think um, games like WoW and EverQuest actually were a big part of that too. Um, and, and what I think they did is, is I think everyone was shocked to find out. I, th- I can't remember if it was EverQuest 1 or EverQuest 2, but like one day one of the developers just came out they're like, yeah, 50% of the people that play EverQuest are women. And everyone was like, wait, girls play video games? Um, and it was kind of like this big like record scratch kind of thing, and and I think that those games plus um, a, a lot of mobile games and uh, and not to say that there aren't a lot of girls who play 
Halo and Call of Duty and all those too. But I think that um, just like a lot of those games pulled in a an audience that was not gamer before. There's been a, a bunch of games um, that have helped get that like other 50% of people playing video games too. I think that like the Harvest Moon series does a lot of that. Um, and, and a lot of those early MMOs also did a lot of that where it just went from being, you know, nerdy dudes in their basement to being kind of everybody. Um, it changed. And, and I, I think consoles really played a big part of it. Um, because I don't think PCs were ever going to get people there. Um, no. Because no. so. PCs is still a, kind of a hardcore gamer thing. Yeah. Right? Like it's to, even to Because it's day. a lot of, it's work. It is work to have a PC. Yep. Like it's not, it's not buying an Xbox off the shelf. It's a hobby like, on top of your hobby. It, it, yeah, exactly. So it, you have to really be into yeah. games and stuff to, to go that direction. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, to, to answer Monotone Screaming's question, um, did I think that th- this is the direction that video games would go? Did I think that that games would get as good as they are, as fast as they were? I, I don't. I don't think as a kid I did. Like I, I don't think I, I don't think when I was. If you ask twelve year old me what video games would be like, I don't think I would have been as. But can you do that with any sort of technology? No, probably not. But I, I, I think the thing is, is when you look at what they were looking at, what video games would be like when you were twelve. I think everyone probably thought they were going to be some sort of actual VR thing. Where I'm not to say yeah. that VR doesn't exist, but you know that I think that we thought video games in the future would be, you know, it's the Jetsons, man. Like I'm going to be doing VR for my flying car. Um, right. And and I'm not sure that I I would have thought that video games would have essentially just become a commodity that. I'm not going to say all people have because I I think that as much as we like games, as much as we think like everyone's just got an Xbox, right? Like, you know, they don't. I mean, they, you know, but I think it's pretty safe to say at this point that most, a a lot of households, especially households with kids, have something, you know, and it may be that, you know, you're still rocking your, your Wii from, you know, 15 years ago, but you've got something. Um, And, and I, I don't know if I would have thought that consoles would have become just like, a commodity thing um, or or that like I would just be able to play video games with this thing I carry around in my pocket all the time um, I mean I mean you were around for Game Boys Cliff I'm just gonna throw that <laughs> ah, out there. good point good point good point yeah. um, something that I carry around other, in my pocket that I would want to play video games on <laughs> yeah my only other note on that is like I remember like again going back to like playing San Andreas for the first time or whatever it's like I was happy yeah Right, it, when when you're so impressed by whatever that was about is, last time for me too. Whatever, <laughs> whatever was the, kind of the latest thing is like you. It's hard to imagine what's more than that. Yeah, it's like because yeah. San Andreas, I, like I mean, every time GTA puts something out, it exceeds like what was possible before because yeah. GTA Five still came out on the 360, yep. which is amazing to think about. <laughs> right, um, and it's like what what is next however i've always had in the back of my mind having a gta where i could go in every building yeah and that still hasn't been done yet so that's to me we're still not there yet so So um, you haven't seen so when uh, go ahead go ahead so in 1997 when goldeneye was released i very distinctly remember someone in my class or somewhere in school going like you play Goldeneye, like it is so realistic. It's like <laughs> killing someone in real life. 
and now looking back on that and going, huh, that's where we were in 1997 that GoldenEye was like the most right. realistic thing we'd ever seen. Well, I mean. Well, that's the crazy thing is in your head, like, uh-huh. it's the most realistic graphics yet. So it, for some reason, it, it looks uh-huh. realistic, even though it isn't at all. I, like, it's not even remotely close. I mean, that was, what, two years later, Call, where Doom was a simulator that trained the, you know, people to do the Columbine <laughs> High Columbine, School Massacre. Yes, so, good point. <laughs> I mean, if I've learned anything, it's that, you know, a 2D game pretending to be a 3D game where I have a shotgun could, I could do anything, Call. <laughs> so, yeah. I uh, have either you guys seen I know you haven't called did you you haven't seen Free Guys by chance have you Dylan or Free Guy I'm sorry it's a new Ryan Reynolds movie I actually went and saw it in the theater last week and that is a very interesting game because it is essentially what if an NPC from GTA like became sentient Um, and it's very it's very interesting because everyone in that game does have a house they go to and they're all kind of the same but they you know he wakes up every morning and says hey to his fish and you know like gets the same coffee and gets and so he he lives the life of a of an npc but literally everyone in that game has their own uh their own stuff too and all the, the entire time i was watching that movie i was like Man, that'd be a cool game to play. It's it's a really actually a very good video game movie. If uh, if you haven't seen it, it's I, I don't I wouldn't say rush out to the theater right now because also the theater's not <laughs> maybe as safe as you'd like it to be. But um, like when that hits when that hits streaming or or you know uh, VOD or whatever, definitely a, a movie to check out. It's it's it was quite good. So. Uh, I checked that out. The only other thing I wanted to add to this is, I, I wish I knew how to pronounce this, but it's photo photogrammetry, um, and it's it's that development technique that video game developers use where they take like a bunch of pictures of a rock, and then they map that mm. those pictures to a, a model, and and it looks like a rock in game. And so like, um, I know both the the uh, like the Battlefront games have used that. A lot of video games do use it now. And I, I will say the first time I saw that in a video game, I was like, this is this is it, man. Like this looks more real than anything I could have ever imagined. It's it's incredible how that looks. And and you know that by saying that in your head that that means that 10 years from now I'm going to go like, man, you remember when I said that on that podcast? How stupid was that? But the first couple games I played that used that technique to to map like real world photos to video game assets, I was like, this is this is incredible. This is the, the realest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's very cool. So that is that. All right. Uh, next question from uh, Prime Fan. He says, what is the perfect video game to create for the PC? So I think you have to think about this in... A, a type of game that would only really work on the PC. What do you guys think? What, what's a what's a good game to create specifically for for the PC platform? Something with very tiny text. Something with very tiny text. <laughs> <laughs> I think it 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 like I think real time strategy games, or I guess maybe I used to think that real time strategy games could only work on the PC, but I've played a couple of them. On uh, on the Xbox now, those work pretty well. So so maybe yeah. it's uh... yeah, they've definitely got more clever ways to play the game. However, yeah, I still have a hard time playing any any game like that yeah. on a console. Yeah, MMOs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think most MMOs are real yeah. are a lot better on. Yeah, something where you've got to type anything. We have to type so, a lot, I guess. So an MMO RTS. Um, <laughs> 
RTS. <laughs> Text-based adventure. Yeah. <laughs> very, very tiny text. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game 2021. It's all, you have to enter everything like a, via a virtual online keyboard. It's just not fun. <laughs> I think, I think honestly, the, the, the real interesting thing between for that question is, is I think that there used to be a very big divide of what a PC game could be and what a a console game could be. Yeah. And I think that, that divide is getting smaller and smaller oh, all yeah. the time. Um, well, they're putting games like Civilization on an iPad, so at this point, like... And have you played it? Uh, n- no, but I've heard I've heard it. Yeah, it works pretty well. I have Civ Five on um, my Switch, and it's great. Right, it's just... Yeah, I, I don't think that line really exists yeah, anymore. It's kind of it's kind of um, interesting. Even though, do you like, also I would have definitely its DLC. Do I also do have its <laughs> DLC? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it. So I've I've come up with the perfect PC game. Okay. Okay. So it is a MMO RTS. Very tiny text made by Valve. <laughs> <laughs> How about, uh, so have you played any, because um, you're the only person I think that plays these, Dylan. Um, shoot, what are they called? Um, like uh, League of Legends? Because like Smite's on the console, right? Like a MOBA. Yeah, like do, do MOBAs yeah. play okay on the, on the, the consoles? Um, Smite does play pretty well on a console. It's it's also designed to be that yeah. way. So it's it's a little more third person action than it is like a a top down RTS inspired MOBA. Because like League of Legends, it feels like you're playing an RTS. Yeah. You're just controlling one character, sure. whereas Smite feels like a third person action game. Sure. But it's a MOBA. Sure. Um, have, so, have you played the new Pokemon MOBA? No, I hear it's not good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I, I think the interesting thing for me is I like growing up as a PC gamer, and like I had consoles, I did, but like I for a very long time I was a, like I did a lot of PC gaming, and I'm I'm so the opposite now that games that only are on the PC, I'm like. Man, I sure wish that was on the Xbox so I could sit on my couch and play it on a giant television. <laughs> I think that's actually like one of the reasons I'm most excited for my my Steam Deck is because I want to play games on my TV at a kind of terrible resolution, <laughs> but still be able to play them on my actually TV. Because they're still only going to play at 1200 by 800 on the TV, but like that's fine. It'll just be real big. <laughs> but I'll also be able to play them like sitting there like that'll be great i'm very excited i don't know there's a there's a lot of pc games that i wish i could play on my console i I think that way more now than i do the opposite so uh joe coleslaw okay you guys ready for this like tuck in i'm gonna be reading for like five minutes this is a this is a question that is also a review of um lawnmower simulator what's the name of that game <laughs> yep lawnmower simulator all right joe coleslaw says sorry i kind of phoned in last week's question although he's not sorry i asked i was ankle deep in overgrown virtual grass did that rhyme that that almost rhymed that was good joe uh for those asking lawnmower sim is a fun way to pass dozens of hours which i i don't want to i'm having a hard time with lawnmower sim because i do not want to mow lawn in real life um, yeah. See, I like mowing lawn in real life. I don't think I would. I would hate it, and like I would hate doing that. What, what do you game. enjoy about lo- mowing lawn in real life, Dylan? Um, 
I think it's kind of like one of the chores that I don't mind doing. Okay, that's fair. Uh, like, I think everyone has that where it's like, if you had a choice of chores, there's one you would pick. And, and lawn mowing and mine is for you. probably mowing the lawn. Interesting. Um, the, the, and that could be a push mower, that could be a rider. And I also had like, I think it was my great grandpa's lawnmower and it was a uh, mechanical lawnmower. So it was just the two wheels and you would push it oh, yeah. and that would rotate I have the, one of those. Uh, the blades. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really like using They're that, fun. So. It's a very satisfying noise. Like it's yeah. just kind of got a... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've always wanted to do one of those zero turn lawnmowers that you like steer with the big two handles and like you kind of like you stand up on. Those look kind of fun. But I hate mowing lawns. I absolutely hate it. So neither here nor there. Anyway, lawn mower sim is a fun way to pass dozens of hours. You start out with a small lawn, a smaller model lawnmower in small gardens and work your way up through reputation points. Once you've been deemed a professional company, you have opportunities to hire workers and knock out several contracts in one day. I did not realize that this was like a like a a, a, simulator, a simulator like a, yeah. a job simulator <laughs> yeah. as your business grows so do your needs for more vehicles and spaces for them the gameplay is really satisfying i can see that first checking the ground for any toys tools trash or turds that may get damaged or gunk up your mower i also am very interested in just not doing that um yeah then you pull off your trailer and get to work once you acquire a specific mower brand wait these are there's like hmm I don't know, product placement in lawnmower sim? That's fine. You can equip a striper, or uh, which I think is the, the things that make like the, the stuff they do in um, like baseball diamonds, I guess. Uh, and fully embrace the tranquility of solid lines in the grass behind you. I am satisfied with the game and hope others will be too. He says he'd give it a 6 out of 9. Nice. I, I don't know if that's the equivalent of a 7 out of 10. Maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. Anyway... Uh, he has a question now. He'd like to preface it by going back two weeks ago to his cheesy game question, which I really enjoyed. I may have found a contender. Dodgeball uh, Academia? This is a fun little RPG where dodgeball is the battle system. The game pokes fun and references many other RPGs before this one, all the way down to the infirmary having a certain chime once your team becomes fully healed. I do not know what he's talking about. Do you guys know what he's talking about? Mm, I don't either. That's fine. That uh, the infirmary has a chime once your team becomes fully healed. It's, it's a reference to another game that I just don't know. Uh, this is on Game Pass and would not have been on his must-buy list unlike the previous simulation game. I like that Lawnmower Simulation is on Joe's must-buy list. That's good. Must buy. So his question is, if you can have one hobby or activity, uh, activity magically transfer for... Blah, 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 blah. If you could have a hobby or activity magically transformed into an RPG, what would it be? How would the battles play out? And what would your main quest be? What do you guys think? So if you could take one thing... And, and turn it into a role-playing game, what would it be? Video game playing simulation. Simulator. <laughs> it's, it's very meta. <laughs> I uh, I think there might actually be something there, Cole. Like, like you could <laughs> you could make a very I mean, so I mean essentially we're just talking about that movie I was just talking about where you or or Mog World. If you guys if did you read Mog World, Cole? So Mog, no. Mog World's a book by Yati Crenshaw. Is that right? Yati Crenshaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is essentially the same plot as Free Guys, where uh, uh, an RPG character uh, becomes sentient and realizes that he's inside of a video game. It's, he's like in a, in a WoW-style MMO. 
Um, but I think that could actually be kind of an interesting game where you play as a you you are an NPC that becomes sentient, and all of a sudden you're having to deal with the you know all the trials and tribulations of you know trying to get killed by a hero or you know something. I, I think that 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 could be an interesting meta game. I think it could definitely be cool. What do you think, Dylan? Or you could play the therapist of that person. <laughs> I like that too. Is therapy your hobby? A little bit. Okay. I do a little therapy on the side. <laughs> a little therapy on the side. You just totally screw up people as an unlicensed therapist. It's it's like Lucy's five cent psychiatry stand. Have <laughs> you ever thought about the fact that she uh, you know, had a therapy thing. Is an unlicensed psychiatrist? <laughs> yes. But I mean, what's the difference between her and Dr. Lucy Phil, should really? be in jail. Um, That's a good point. So, no, no, no. So she she runs a therapy business that she charges money for and then also pulls the football away constantly, which probably causes Charlie Brown to need therapy. Like, that's either genius right. or yeah. revolving door. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, anyway, what do you think, Dylan? It's tough, but I'm thinking something like a cooking game. But the twist, so it's kind of like overcooked, I guess. Sure. But the idea is that you have to cook delicious food that your enemies can't resist. However, you can put different poisons and things <laughs> in the food to then hurt them. So, like, by knowing the different weaknesses of your customer-like enemies, um, you have to you have to combine, like, certain ingredients that they will like with the certain... T- um, poison or whatever that would be their weakness but not all of those mix well with certain foods so it's like i don't know there's some sort of like pattern recognition and (laughs) knowing the different combinations of things and i don't know i like it i like it a lot maybe i'm trying to remember oh battle chef brigade that was a a uh an rpg cooking game like that could be all right um what if we what if we took magnet fishing and turned it into a video game. And, like, maybe that's... Uh, I, I don't think you can use that to fight your enemies. I am going to say that I bought a game called Treasure Hunter Simulator, so... <laughs> maybe it's similar. But maybe maybe magnet fishing is the way you... Uh, that, that's how you upgrade your stuff. Like, you have to just, like, Ooh, fish the... Find your stuff via... Yeah, it's, there's no mining in this game. You, you get your raw materials by magnet fishing <laughs> for them. Which sounds terrible, because I hate so, fishing in games. <laughs> so far, my... Uh, if this was a real-life thing, my equipment is not great. <laughs> I have a couple rust nails and uh, <laughs> I can give you tetanus stand back <laughs> I think it could be fun like I, I can see how that could, could work as a game mechanic though where you like you know fight your way into better places to, to go off better bridges and better water in order to uh, get better stuff I put like four hours into uh, like cattails which was a like cat life like I don't know <sighs> gang RPG. So <laughs> I'll be honest at this point, I'm really to willing to try almost anything for at least a little while. Um, uh, I'm actually kind of, I kind of want to try, uh, Oh shoot. What's the, what's the new one that just came out where you like date your sword. It's like, like dungeon, uh, boyfriend, boyfriend dungeon. dungeon. I kind of want to try that. It looks, it looks interesting. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give that a go and we'll report back. Uh, all right. Let's see. That, I think Joe's was the final question. I couldn't. I couldn't find anything to go after that. So, 
Cheap free games. Cheap free games. All right, Epic Games this week. Uh, Void Bastards is on there. You played that and did not like it, right, Cole? Did not really enjoy it. No. Yeah, it. I don't think that was necessarily... Um, I think a lot of people really like that game, but thought it maybe could use some other stuff. Like, I think that, that game's like a solid seven, um, is what I kind of heard. Um, and it came on to Xbox, it came on to Game Pass and left so fast that I never had the chance to try it. So I guess if you are also like me, grab it on Epic this week. Um, Ukulele is also on there, which is, man, a game I did not like at all. But if you like 3D platformers, maybe, I mean, if you like 3D platformers, you would probably like that game more than I do because I don't really like 3D platformers. It kind of made me motion sick too, which is not a a great thing to say about a game's camera. So, um you know, who cares? They're free. Void Bastards is something I'd like to check out. Uh, game Pass dropped a bunch of games as they do because it's Game Pass. Um, the one that Colby is most excited about, he's running oh, out yeah. to buy a computer right now because he does not have a PC and he wants to play this so bad. The Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition dropped uh, today. So this is the 17th. So you're going to hear this a couple days later. Uh, you'll you'll actually be hearing this on the nineteenth. So you you'll you've been able to be playing a collection of solitaire games for as long as two days now. And if you haven't downloaded it, you're missing out. Uh, Humankind is coming to the PC uh, today as well. It's a uh, historical strategy game where you'll be rewriting the entire narrative of human history. Uh, combine up to 60 different cultures to create your own civilization and lead your people from the ancient to the modern age. So that could be kind of fun. Uh, Need for Speed Heat is coming to cloud uh, via EA Play today. So you need to have uh, Game Pass Ultimate to get access to that one or EA Access, I guess. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is coming to EA Play as well uh, on the cloud today. And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is coming to cloud uh, on uh, today as well. So all three of those you need uh, Game Pass Premium to play because they're part of that EA package. So um, I really liked Battlefront 2. I thought Jedi Fallen Order was kind of garbage and I have not played a Need for Speed game since the first one. So I, I can't really can't really speak there. Uh, Recompile is coming to cloud console and PC on the 19th. So the day you hear this, it is a day one Game Pass game that I've never heard of. It is an atmospheric Metroidvania inspired hacking adventure. Let's see, lets you take control of a semi-sapient program struggling against deletion. That sounds, sounds all right. And I'm always down for a good Metroidvania. Uh, Colby's favorite game, Train Sim World 2, is, uh, I'm sorry, I should oh, yeah. say the sequel I played, to... I... Colby's favorite game. I played Train Sim World 1. <laughs> it's coming to Cloud Console on PC August 19th as well. Uh, the game that I have been waiting for so long to play, um, I'm a little worried that this is going to get in the way of my Hades, but that's just the way it's got to be. August 19th, uh, 12 Minutes comes to Cloud Console on PC as well, and I am hyped for that game, so I will definitely be playing that this weekend. You guys will be able to hear about it uh, next week. And Psychonauts 2 is also coming out on the 25th, which is a game I'm looking forward to, Cloud Console and PC. And then here's, this is kind of a weird drop. This just dropped today. Um, a kind of reimagined version of Myst is coming to Cloud Console and PC yeah. on August 26th. Um, like, it just kind of dropped Do out of nowhere. Do you like puzzles that make no sense? Yeah, right? Um I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, apparently, it's it's going to be like 
more like 3D walkable though, not like just you know, nice. here's a slideshow. I'll play this. Yeah, it's I lo- like I love the the atmosphere of mist, but think it's a horrible game. Yeah, it's weird. So you want to hear the weirdest thing that that came out this Most week? Obtuse puzzles I have ever seen. Yeah, it's it's not for me. But so um, the the Born movies, right? The Born Identity, Born Supremacy, yeah, yeah. Born whatever. Um, they really wanted to make um, those games, and they really wanted um, uh, Matt Damon to be in them. And he's like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I like video games. Um, like, I'm a huge fan of Mist. Could we make a Born game that's like Mist?" <laughs> And they're like, Hell yeah. no, no, Matt, we could not make a born game that's like Mist. He's like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> born game walking simulator. <laughs> so apparently that is that is Matt Damon's speed. And he did not do that game because he's like, ah, if it's not Mist, I'm just not interested. <laughs> Weird dude. So, um... New Patreon goal is make enough money so that we can, I don't know, get the born license <laughs> and pay Matt Damon. To... I got to think that Cyan Studios would be down for it, right? <laughs> what else are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. All right. Uh, we got uh, a Jackbox Summer. Gosh, I cannot talk. Jackbox Summer Party Bundle. It's over on Humble Bundle. Uh it's a pretty good deal, actually. Like you can get like most of you don't know Jack for like twenty bucks. Uh, the one dollar mark, you can get uh, Jackbox One XL, Jackbox Two, Jackbox Three. Uh, for fifteen dollars, you can get all of that plus the Jackbox Party Bundle Four and the Jack- Jackbox Party Bundle Three. I don't know why those are backwards, but whatever. Uh, for twenty bucks, you can get five, six, and then all the other ones. Um, and for you can get 40% off of seven and then get party pack two, party pack, drawful two, quiplash, fibbage XL. You don't know Jack television. You don't know Jack movies. You don't know Jack sports. You don't know Jack sports was a game that I sold when I worked retail in 1999. Um, You don't know Jack. I hope it hasn't been updated. (laughs) You don't know Jack head rush. You don't know Jack for the ride party pack five, party pack six, party pack three, party pack four and volume one, two and three. (laughs) So for $20, you can get 18 Jackbox games. Um, These games are all real good. They're all real fun. I've never played Jackbox and not had a good time. So, grab that uh it's good stuff all right i think that is us for this week um i will tell you right now though that if you've listened this far i'm going to give you a little bit of a a preview um i'm going to take the audio from a video that colby sent me when he reviewed peanut nut rolls and it's going to be right after our music so there's another little hidden thing today um i probably should have put this at the first but i didn't we're going to do an episode on the 24th uh, which is, uh, or I guess actually it'll come out on the 26th. Um, there probably will not be a full-length episode on the 2nd because I will be moving. There also will probably not be a full-length episode on the 9th because I'm moving. We might be doing something short on the 2nd. There might be something there, but we'll probably skip the 9th. We'll be back on uh, September 16th, which is just slightly before my birthday. That's two months until my birthday. So start thinking about uh, what you want to be getting for me now. I like to plan my birthdays out, Cole. Like yesterday was three months yeah. until my birthday. So start thinking about what you want to get me now. That's what I'm saying. 
Not gonna do it. You suck. All right, Dylan. Bite me. Wait, I did not do our outro, so um, we're gonna do it now, and then you can say that again. Does that does that work? What outro? Well, the part where I say you can find out more about us at uh, bitemepodcast. I don't think it matters. You sure. Pretty sure it doesn't matter. Well, what about bitemepodcast.com? What about facebook.com slash bite me podcast and twitter.com slash bite me podcast and instagram.bite me podcast, which I have not updated in probably at least a year. I would just like to think that there is one person who is uh, listening that's like, oh, that was a great podcast. I wonder how I can find him. Do you you wonder how you can support us on Patreon? Patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our Discord. A Discord? No, that's not right. Bite me podcast.com slash Discord. I can't even say it now. Dylan. I do not want to be part of this. Bite me. Hitting leave and nothing's happening. Presenting Colby's review of the churro-flavored peanut nut rolls, which he purchased during episode 245. We're not sponsored by them, but we would be. It's not bad. I think I still like the originals better.